Hi guys, Paul from the Innovation Community here. Today, I'm with Jackie Mampana, who is the Head of Analytics, Insights and Business Intelligence at Holland Insurance. So, uh, Jackie runs the end-to-end data strategy for the South African insurance company. Great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. And um, thank you to everyone that's going to be listening and watching. Just to start with, tell us a bit about yourself in a few words. Um, Jackie is a father. I am a brother. I'm 38 years old and I've been in the data space now for 15 years, most of which has been in the financial services industry, banks and insurers. And where did your data career really start? My data career actually started at university and funny enough, I didn't study anything IT related. I did agricultural economics at, at university. But then I worked for a bureau at the Department of Agriculture at the university and we did econometric, econometrics modeling, which is basically data analytics, you know, very advanced at, at that. And that's where I got introduced to data, you know, and analysis and all of that. And then from then on, I ended up in the bank as a business analyst and the rest is history. So they say, and how did that uh, role evolve over time? Yeah, so the role is quite, has evolved quite, quite a lot. I mean, initially when we started, um, my role was basically, I was a business analyst, but I was actually doing data end-to-end. I was doing development, I was doing analysis, I was doing testing, I was doing visualization, basically everything. And over time, what happened is that there, there, was, there was specialization in the role where you start getting, you know, pure business analysts, data analysts, developers, and now it's actually changed even more with the, the emergence of advanced analytics, the emergence of data science, you know, the, the, the solidification of the architecture role. So there's quite a lot of roles that, that, that have emerged, and I'm hoping we can touch on that later on in the conversation. Here's hoping. So what are you up to in the current role? Yeah, so currently we, we are busy with quite a lot of things. Um, the, the biggest thing that we're doing is we are we're basically moving away from an on-prem ODS kind of environment into an, a cloud-based data warehouse environment and a data lake environment. So we're changing it from on-prem to on-cloud and we're going to have a proper data warehouse and we'll have a data lake that will enable adv- advanced analytics. In a nutshell, that's what we're doing. Fantastic stuff. So at the heart of it, what really interests you about working with data? Well, for me, it's, I, I've got a, a magnifying glass into the business. I'm able to see into the mind of the customer. I'm able to see into the business processes. I've got a view of the systems. So I basically have a view that a lot of people don't have, you know. So I, I'm able to see the entire business and even outside, you know, because I can see what the customer is up to. I can see what the economy is doing even because I can see it in the numbers. So it gives you that 360 view of everything and a helicopter view as well. Fantastic. And a lot of what you're working on as well uh, is, is about uh, data literacy. I mean, in your experience, how can companies really encourage a culture of data literacy? Yeah. So for me, I think it starts with, with recognizing data as, a, as an asset. A lot of companies have somebody managing finance because they see you know, finance or capital as, as, as an asset. But a lot of companies are waking up to seeing data as a key asset now. And for that reason, 
it starts there. So once you see data as an asset, then you are you able to start saying, but do my people understand it? And I mean, people at all levels, from the operational level to the executive level. And that's where data literacy comes in, because it allows business people to start understanding data and to start recognizing data for what it is. You know, it's not an IT thing. It's actually a business thing. And therefore, business needs to be, you know, empowered to, to, to understand um, the, the data speak, if I can put it that way. And from your own experience, how do we empower young people to really pursue this career in data? You mentioned yourself that that isn't really what you set out to do. Uh, so you yeah. probably have some pretty good insights here. Yes. No, certainly. Because, I mean, I think the first thing is to, is to, to start by saying you don't have to study IT to be in the data space. That's a very important thing. Because a lot of young people get discouraged when they want to enter into our world and they think, oh, well, I did biochemistry at school, so I can't be in the data space. So if you studied anything that is analytic in nature, you should be able to get into the data space. And secondly, it's up to us as data people to actually tell young people about the exciting roles that are out there in the data space. And I'm doing that in my own personal space as well. You know, I go out to young people that are in high school and I tell them about our world, what career options there are, what you can do, what you need to study. And over and above that, I was involved um, over the last couple of years with the universities, and non-profit organizations in terms of developing university curriculums to get to a point where young people can go and study very practical skills that can be, that can allow them to get into the data space. You know, and there's a lot of development there. I mean, data science is now being offered at the university level, and that's a good start for me, you know. Yeah, brilliant stuff. And what would you describe as some of the major successes that you've achieved over your career so far? So for me, over and above the technical things that I've achieved and enabling the strategy, it's been the ability to create, manage, and maintain high-performance teams. That, for me, is what gives me the biggest joy because I've, I see some of the people that I've managed, they've gone on to do very great things in their own career. And that, for me, gives me the biggest joy. The people element gives me the biggest joy. But then second to that is the ability to enable an enterprise strategy through data to see companies selling better products, to see companies improving um, customer experience, you know, to see companies improving their bottom line even, you know, through the usage of data. That for me is where the biggest, um, the biggest passion and the biggest, you know, achieve, sense of achievement comes in. You know, I've seen that over the years and I'm hoping to see a lot of that into my career. So tell us about a time that you affected change in a major organization and what were the challenges that came with that? Yeah, I think I'll give, it, I'll give it an example of my current um, employer, which is Hollard Insurance. So when I started at Hollard, I came in as the head of data governance. And my role was to basically design and implement a data management framework with data governance at the center. And this was done at an enterprise level. And Hollard is quite a big organization, if I can tell you. And um, in order for us to, to, to design and roll, roll out this enterprise-wide data management framework, it involved um, you know, talking to people from across all the levels in the organization, from the operational level to the strategic level, speaking, talking to people at the center, to talking to people in the business units. So it involved many, many, many people. So stakeholder management was a key, key, key aspect of what I did. And at the end of the, about the year or so period that I was involved in that role, we had a functional data management framework that was implemented. And with that, 
we're also able to help our legal people in terms of um, compliance with the regulations. Because a lot of the regulations that, that, that we need to comply with have a very big data, data side to it, you know. We've got a similar regulation like GDPR as an example. It's called Papaya in South Africa. And through the data work, we were able to, to help the legal people to actually uplift the implementation of Papaya compliance in the organization. So that is just one example. There are many, many other examples. I mean, I can also give the emergence of the data role, uh, the data steward role and the data owner role. It came from that framework. And those roles are now quite solid in the organization and everybody understands what they are and we're deriving value from those organizations. So it tells you that that framework actually worked. You know, the change has been positive for the organization, but there were a lot of challenges, I must say. And, and I think some of the biggest challenges was uh, having to, to play a to wear a legal hat when we are not legal people. Because we struggled a little bit in the beginning with the interpretation of the regulations and to see the data aspect of it. And we had to jump in and wear the, the legal hat as well, you know. So legal caught us on the path already. So that, that was a bit of a challenge for me. And then secondly, the buy-in of the data owner and data steward role, it was a big challenge. Because number one, it was not linked to, to people's KPIs. And for that reason, people didn't understand why they needed to spend time on, on it, you know. And secondly, we initially sold it as a full-time role. And business did not see, you know, initially see the value of having that as a full-time role. So we had to basically sell this concept, this new concept to business. And it was a struggle. But over time, in showing them what value was going to be derived out of these roles, we were able to sell it to them, even though it's still not full-time. But hey, we're getting the value out of it. It's, it's always a journey, right? <laughs> It certainly is a journey. <laughs> so how are you currently leveraging technology to, to really help with this journey? Yeah, well, technology is playing quite a big role. Um, and I'll start with the visualization side. So we started rolling out mobile BI. And what it's done is it's, it's allowed our executives to go out there and talk to our partners and our customers and have real access to data, real-time access to data that they can be able to drill through on, that they can be able to discuss anything live in real time. You know, now they don't have to come in and print stacks of, you know, Excel and PowerPoint reports. Now they can actually get everything on their iPad. That for me has been a, 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 a very important thing. And then secondly, cloud. I mean, cloud is such an important thing. Um, previously, most of our infra infrastructure was on-prem and that comes with a lot of risks, you know. Um, the, you know, server issues, space issues, you know, uh, security risks, all of that is changing with our migration to, to the cloud. You know, in, in leveraging cloud technologies, we are able to store a lot more data now. We are able to process data a lot more efficiently and it's a lot more secure than how it was on-prem. And then secondly, AI. I mean, definitely AI is a cool technology that's out there. And um, in Holland, we are, we are now leveraging AI to, you know, to optimize our business processes, to, opt, to automate some of our business processes. And we're seeing a lot of value in this. You know, we, we're saving a lot of money in the business. We're making people a lot more efficient in what they do because now they don't have to spend time doing manual work. Now they're adding real value, you know, in exchange for the salaries that we're paying them. You know, so there's a whole lot of host of technologies that I can mention, but I think for me, cloud, AI, mobile BI, 
those three have been uh, some of the, the biggest uh, winners for us. And how would you describe your leadership style, especially when working with uh, team members to get them engaged? You mentioned about implementing the daily steward role earlier, maybe, maybe some of those contexts. Yeah, for me, I think my leadership style, first of all, I'm a human before I'm a manager. And I carry that into my role. You know, I want to, to, to relate to people on a human level, whether people that are reporting to me or stakeholders. Because once you, you achieve that, you know, you are able to achieve a whole lot more because people can buy in to what you're trying to sell to them. Your staff can put a lot more effort into their work because they know you believe in them. They know you relate to them. They see you as a leader. They don't see you as a manager. You know, the human element, that's very, very important. And I carry that into, into my role. Fantastic stuff. So where do you currently see the biggest opportunity for improvement within Hollard right now? So I think for me, the, the biggest opportunities for improvement is leveraging digital technologies. We're quite early in our journey in terms of rolling out digital technologies. But I think by the time when we actually get to a point where these technologies are making an impact, there's going to be a huge, huge, huge benefit for the organization. We will save a lot of money. We will be able to reach our customers through a multiple channel. We will have an omni-channel strategy. Our customers can interact with us a lot more seamlessly and efficiently. And of course, our business processes can be optimized and improved. So digital holds the biggest value for me um, when it comes to this. What do you think was the, the biggest mistake you made during your career? Geez, I'm going to have to think quite hard about that one. Um, I think initially, I would say part of the, the mistakes that I made initially was that I, in the early stages of my career, I changed roles too, too quickly, you know, without, you know, really focusing and, 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 and choosing the skills that I want to concentrate on, that I want to develop, you know. When you're a young person, you chase silly things like you chase money. So I learned that the hard way that, you know what, it's not about that. Ultimately, it's about sitting, creating value in the business and creating a legacy for yourself in, in an organization. And that's what I'm doing now. You know, I'm, I'm in there for the long run and I want to see value being driven in the business through my work. You know, that's, that's some, one of the biggest mistakes that I made early on in my career. And what are your thoughts on the, the impact of COVID-19? How has that affected your role and also the wider organization as well? Yeah, well, I think COVID-19 on the whole, is, it's obviously had a negative impact on the business because our customers got impacted quite severely and we saw quite a, an increase in lapse rate where a lot of people were not necessarily affording insurance anymore. So there was a financial impact, which was on the whole on the negative side. But there was also a positive impact because through COVID-19, we are now able to work from home as an example. You know, we've improved the way we work. All of a sudden, we're leveraging technology more. I mean, I'm chatting to you on Zoom and I'm doing the same thing at work. We're having meetings on Zoom. You can work from anywhere. And with that, we've been able to see an improvement in efficiency. People are working longer, better and harder from home. And that is thanks to COVID-19. So there's been a positive and a negative, uh, a negative um, effect on the business, I can say. Yeah, and what is your top working from home tip? Well, you need to take breaks. Because <laughs> what I found is that working from home, you, you basically sit in front of your laptop from the morning. It's very late in the evening. You know, this is quite peculiar for me. 
in the it, it, when, when we were working in the office, we would uh, you know stick to normal working hours or maybe work two or more hours afterwards. But now we work a lot longer at home, you know, and, and a lot of people actually are testing to this. But it means you're not, you know, you're not paying attention to your health because you're sitting down for too long. So you need to take time out, take time out, take a walk, switch off your laptop, you know, and just recharge your batteries. That's very important. Otherwise, you're going to burn out. Mm. And what does your routine look like now that you've been working from home? Well, um, my routine is that I sit on this desk that I'm, I'm on now. Um, I work, I take tea breaks, I, tea, I take, you know, walking breaks. But generally, most of my day is spent right here on this desk in a lot of meetings. You know, I'm mostly in meetings, to be honest, you know, and taking calls here and there. But it's, it's a routine that I think I'm comfortable with. And I'm actually confident that we can even work from home permanently because it works. We are efficient and effective. Uh, in working from home. Absolutely. What are you curious about right now? Well, for me, the curiosity is the future. What does the future look like in data management? What will my role look like in the next five years? You know, and I don't know if anyone knows because there's so much change in our space. It's happening at lightning pace. You know, so the future for me is where the curiosity is. How can we leverage data to improve our businesses how can we make our business a lot better through data? And what will data look like? You know, that, that evolution of data is what I'm curious about. And I'm trying to, you know, to, to, to read a lot about the trends that are coming and all of that stuff. Because it, it, it's really quite a curious thing. And what do you, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? Well, for me, the biggest, the best piece of advice was in my first job when I started working and my then manager said to me, Jackie, if you're going to put your name on anything, make sure that it's accurate. Go through it 10 times, you know, double check it and purple check it and just check it and make sure that it's, it's, it's correct. And for that, it's, 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 it's made accountability very important to me in my career. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm accountable for what I do. I never put my name on anything unless I'm sure that it's accurate. And I'm trying to, 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 you know, to pass the same message to people that report to me, that be accountable for your work, you know, take ownership of your work. That's, a, that's some, some pretty good advice. Who's your favorite thought leader or author, whether that's in data or, or just in business in general? Well, um, Elon Musk. Elon Musk for me, well, he's not necessarily in the data space, but I think his principles in life are some of the things that I aspire to. He doesn't believe in, in, in boundaries. You know, he's got a vision and he goes out there and he achieves his vision and he, he changes things. He's, he's an interrupter. You know, he interrupts, you know, the status quo. And that's what we should do in the data space as well. Data holds a lot of opportunities in the future for business. And we as data people need to start thinking out of the box. We should tell business what data, you know, can help them with as opposed to us waiting for them to come to us, you know. And that's where I think we, we can make the biggest impact in the future. And that, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Elon Musk as an example. Absolutely. What is your uh, favorite quote? Um, let me think. Jesus. Uh, well, for me, there's a quote uh, that, is, that is attributed to Nelson Mandela. And he said, um, we don't really know 
what it is that we are capable of until we've done it, you know. I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm, if I'm mentioning the exact words, but it's something along those lines, you know, that we are cap- what we are capable of is a lot more than what we actually think, you know, ourselves, you know. And I, I actually believe that almost everyone has that in them. You know, you've got some, an ability to change the world in you, and everybody has this in you. But a lot of people don't know it because they don't simply believe in themselves. And that's what Nelson Mandela was talking to. And finally, what advice would you give for aspiring leaders in data? Well, um, what I can advise them is that data is an asset. We should never tire into getting business to understand this very important point. You know, we need to get our businesses to recognize the value of data, you know, because there's a lot more benefit that data can, can, you know, business can derive out of data. And it's up to us to become evangelists, you know, to teach our business people, to keep preaching the value of data to our business people so that they recognize this very important asset for what it is. Great advice there from Jackie Mampana, Head of Analytics Insights and BI at Hollard Insurance. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Paul. I really appreciate this time.